Welcome back to Yes X or No Audio. Welcome to another episode of Week in Review. It is Sunday the 31st of December 2023 at 9.30am here on the Eastern Seaboard of Australia and we start with the only headlines as ever and the first category is the genocide. That's been a lot of fun. I remind you that the articles are always done oldest to newest. So we start with Netanyahu says he's looking for countries to, quote, absorb, end quote, Palestinians from Gaza, which of course is just a continuation of the genocide. Netanyahu vows to expand operations in Gaza, says war isn't close to finished. Netanyahu refuses to discuss post-war plans for Gaza with security chiefs. Turkey's Erdogan says Netanyahu is no different than Hitler which is sort of cute because the Hitler comparisons always come out of the US, this time it's coming out of Turkey. US allies reluctant to join anti-Houthi Red Sea Naval Coalition, so that was published on the 28th and I've been tracking this for a while, feeling a bit chuffed about that as you'll hear later on. Israel's security agency ignored warning from Gaza source about October 7 attack, more evidence that they knew about this shit ahead of time, which will be tough for the people who want some big fat conspiracy theory that the Israelis you know, let this happen on purpose. Possible. No, no, I don't think the evidence is quite into that yet. But anyway, see how it goes. Israel rebuffs Biden's request to release Palestinian tax money. Like what? Over 1,000 children in Gaza have had one or both legs amputated since October 7th. That's how horrific this shit is. Former Israeli PM pushes for US to lead Iran regime change effort. By Jason Ditz as it happens. But there you go, that's a classic, right? Right, what, what's Israel doing? More disruption in the Middle East. It's like nothing ever changes. And then we have uh, UNICEF, deadliest year on record for Palestinian children in the West Bank. It's that good and bad. And moving on to Southwest Asia, or the non-genocide part of the Middle East, we have US launches airstrikes against Kataib Hezbollah in Iraq, injuring civilians. Israeli airstrikes in Syria kills senior Iranian IRGC commander. And there is a follow-up comment from uh, Iran, which is, revenge is best served cold, we'll get you later. And then we have Houthis and Saudis commit to new ceasefire and roadmap for peace. So there you go. We all bloody well hate Israel, the scumbags. And whatever shit we had going down between us, we're done with that. We're going to focus on Israel. Clever, right? So the whole... Peace in the US from, who was it, Dickhead Sullivan going, everything's looking fantastic, this is on the 6th of October, everything looks brilliant in the Middle East, it's because of the Abraham Accords and da-da-da, and yeah, well, everything is looking better in the Middle East, and that's because Israel finally is the target of trouble. My God. And then we have Iran atomic chief claims of escalated enrichment untrue, nothing new in nuclear work. Again from Jason Ditz, I reckon David Kahn must have had a break. Which is interesting, I haven't looked into this yet. Where did these claims come from? Who's, I mean, it's got to be the, it's got to be the CIA, MI6, fucking MI6, no doubt. Someone's just stirring up trouble, right? <laughs> it's to push, you know, it's to roll a bit with the, uh, we should go and smack the crap out of Iran rubbish. Anyway, I mean, this is way back when, what was it, 2006, the, um, the US uh, mill intel people went, no, nah, there's no there's no bloody program for weaponry, nuclear weaponry happening in Iran, and they still keep rolling this crap out. Anyway, uh, Senator Lindsey Graham calls for US to blow parts of Iran off the map. Yeah, so this is the new narrative coming out of the idiots in the West. Fuck me. Uh, moving on to Ukraine slash West Asia, we have Ukrainian government workers will face salary and pension delays if US and EU don't approve more aid. Really? You're telling me the government's broke? Yeah. 
Wow, news. And then we have a report, US is shifting strategy on Ukraine. I wonder why that is. They're losing and the government ain't got no money and the whole project is kaput. <laughs> US announces $250 million, that's not very much these days, an arms package for Ukraine because they want to keep giving money to the arms manufacturers. Very simple. Even though it's a completely busted ass. Whatever. Ukrainian attack on Russia kills at least 14. And there's an interesting thing recently. There was a major Russian attack on Ukraine. Uh, and there's a good report on that in the other section by Moon of Alabama. Good old Bernard doing his thing. And lastly, we come to China slash East Asia. And we have Chinese military says Pentagon spending bill exaggerates China threat. Ho-hum. And that is the annual headlines for the week. Firstly, I apologise for the background noise. You know, life goes on around me. In the other voices section, we have start with the genocide, and we have a wonderful article from Pepe Escobar, uh, in which he extrapolates out from what Yemen have done by blockading, well, as I put it, by imposing at least a little bit on Israel the blockade that they've been imposing on Gaza for over 15 years. So he extends this out to look at uh, international trade routes, um, which is quite, I think, a clever piece of uh, extension. So I advise reading the article. Pepe Escobar is always fantastic, and he's picked this little nugget up and extrapolated it very well, in my view. Moving along, we have, because of Israel's war against Palestine, there are no innocent ships at sea by John Helmer which is again on this topic of the effectiveness of Ansar Allah's uh, counter to the Israeli genocide. And then we have an article by Craig Murray called Palestine of Alate, <laughs> in brackets, contains, warning contains satire. Craig is a very intelligent man and a wonderful writer, so usual advice applies. And then uh, Scott Horton interviews uh, Robert A., um, and the title is Israel's Major Strategic Mistake. So there's more analyses on what the hell is coming out of this genocide stupidity. And then moving on to West Asia, otherwise known as Ukraine, uh, and NATO, we have a bunch of articles. First of all, a couple by men of Alabama, Bernard. And so Ukrainian sitrep strikes on Ukrainian weapons production. So this is a description of what that most recent operation by Russia against uh, uh, facilities in uh, Ukraine uh, was all about. Because if you read the mainstream media, Reuters and not the other rascals, all you'll get is, oh my God, they're, they're, the, the Russians are attacking empty buildings. Bullshit. I mean, you just know this is not true when you read crap like that. So... There it is, and there's another piece of analysis from a couple of days earlier by Bernard, which is entitled US is pushing Kiev into admitting defeat, which is basically the story. They've got to change tax somehow. How the hell are they going to get their asses out of this one? One they've got idiots like, you know, Turtleneck, Lindsey Graham, you know, it's going to, you know, blow up the crap out of Iran, and it, all the stupid stuff continues. But it's a nice piece of work by um, Bernard. And then we have a fantastic piece by Stephen Bryan, or um, yeah, called "NATO is a mess and the Russians are winning," and it's a, an analysis of the military situation and how the NATO has really, you know, screwed itself over. The the defeat that NATO has suffered at the hands of Russia in the proxy war in Ukraine is universal and disastrous. 
And there's a similar piece of analysis, this time by William Shriver, which was republished in Saudi's place, Understanding Russia, um, and it's called Empty Quiver. And originally it's published at um, uh, Shriver's own uh, Substack site called, um, what's it, I Method um, Tronic. Links to both are in the links below. Uh, so check them out. It's really these are independent analyses of it, just how screwed up militarily NATO is because of this idiocy. Anyway, and then we have a whole bunch of articles which are sort of either global or they're year-end review type articles. Uh, they're, all, they're all of interest, of course, and we lead with good old Vijay Prashad from the Tricontinental Institute of Social Research, and it is called. The world's economic centre of gravity is returning to Asia, which is nice that he's used that phrase because this echoes the, the Silk Road stuff, right? So, and then we have uh, Patrick Lawrence with his year interview, sort of stuff, the mess they made of 2023, and then Caitlin Johnson's um, How the Hell Did We Get Here, which is largely about uh, the genocide story, but it echoes wider themes. And we have 2024 is coming by Andre Martinov from his good old reminiscence of the future, dot, 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 uh, which is interesting. Uh, but that's a video piece, uh, if I recall correctly. And then we have um, <laughs> Short and Sweet by John Helmer, which is pretty rare for John Helmer. He's normally long and detailed. Anyway, this one's called New Year Break to Contemplate Whether the States of Ukraine and Israel Will Survive the War's End they have brought on themselves. So beautifully titled, which is almost longer than the article. And then a few pieces, a piece which I've just called Timeless, which is um, James Corbett um, reporting on why he started reporting, called Reportage, Adventures in the New Media, which is a beautiful uh, read, of course. Uh, And then we have a whole collection of videos. So (laughs) they start with the more topical and move to the more sort of generic, whatever, um, so we've got Pascal Lotaz from New Charlotte Study, starting with genocide case submitted to International Criminal Court, in which he goes through the submission. Good on him, Pascal. And then we have geopolitics of Israel war explained, Gaza, Iran, Saudi, Yemen, Red Sea, ship attacks. Good old Ben Norton from geopolitical economics. So usual stuff, about an hour long uh, piece of work by him. Fantastic stuff. Then we have U.S. foreign policy is a corrupt scam, <laughs> which Namolatano interviews Professor Sachs on judging freedom. So that's classic stuff. I mean, I presume if you've been around here a while, you know this crap, but here we go. And then uh, Biden's scorched earth policy prepares to seize $300 billion of Russian assets. This is Makuris and Christopher on the Duran just pointing out yet another piece of central banking scamming going on. It never changes, right? And then there are a couple of interviews um, by Regis Tremblay. I love it. He's a brilliant interviewer. And, of course, they're at Rumble, which means you can't just click on buttons in the, on your you know, iPhone screen thing or whatever. You actually have to download the damn thing or use a computer. So i give a hint here about, you know, use YTTLP. It's a brilliant piece of software. It really helps. Anyway. So, um, yeah, first of all, we've got uh, McGovern, Vips to Biden, you are being poorly advised. And then we have uh, Orban Fika when Vujic cracks in the EU. And this is Tremblay interviewing Ben Toth, who's a Hungarian. So just looking at what's happening to the political fracturing of the EU. 
very interesting stuffs. Uh, and then we have the weekly McGovern and Johnson Intel Roundtable show with Napolitano, and the, uh, the, the subtitle is, Should the CIA Be Dismantled? And we all know the answer to that question from the perspective of McGovern, at least, and that is that, yes, burn the whole damn thing down and then rebuild an analytics division only and get rid of the ops. And so, on to the final section, I get blab about what the hell has been happening in the newsletter this week. And the answer is, interesting week. It's sort of representative of what this newsletter is about. So, on one front, we had the extended articles, about 4,000 words, on Seth Rich. Some of which, uh, some of you appreciated that, which is great. An awful lot of effort went into it. It took well over two man days to write, um, over a period of about three weeks since the November, 20, November 29th um, judgment came down. Um, so that's one of the sorts of things I like to do. But it takes an awful lot of effort. So I'm not going to do much of that anymore because I'm, done, I'm not getting a lot of return on investment in that. Thank you very much for those who expressed your appreciation. The other sort of shit I do is the um, Blockade Bytes article. Now, it's botting stuff, um, which I'm quite happy about. I'll mention it again a bit later. But there are two other articles I didn't talk or speak about because I didn't quite make the cut in the uh, article section. So the first of which is that the Pakistani government have denied Imran Khan the ability to stand in the next election. And I think the analysis on this is pretty straight up. Essentially, it's US foreign influence in Pakistan to prevent the most popular candidate standing. Interestingly, because it's the same mother in <laughs> the US that are doing it. In the one, one case... You know, they're trying to stop Trump running, and then in Pakistan, they're trying to stop Khan running, you know, popular candidate. So, well, you know, domestic interference in the case of, you know, the US, but it's foreign interference in the case of Pakistan. So that's an interesting thing. And then the other article is by M.K. Badrakuma, uh, and it is a really nice summary of the situation in Ukraine. It's based upon a speech that... President Putin gave to some, I don't know what it was, some council thing somewhere. Um, but it's a very nice summary of the situation, militarily and politically, in Ukraine. So I highly recommend that. If you want a sort of summary of where shit's up to, check it out. Very simple, straight to the point. And we haven't seen much from uh, Badakrima published in the newsletter recently, and there's a reason for that. The reason he hasn't appeared so much recently is because his site blocks tour, along with various other sites. So stuff that's run out of GoDaddy, for example... So that's um, Larry Johnson, whatever. So the question is, why the hell should you give a shit about that? Well, you know, maybe you don't. But if you're a citizen and you believe in things like um, you know, the protection of privacy, that, so that's the Fourth Amendment, whatever it is, you know, then you should care a little bit about this stuff. Because the whole um, anti-tour network thing is bullshit. It's, it's straight-out fear crap that came out in the War on Terror Days, War of Terror Days. It's basically fear-mongering. Because what people are doing is... I want to be able to interact over the internet and not give away which browser they're using, where they're located on the planet, all this other information. So people say, the old fucking crap line about, you know, if you've got nothing to hide, then you, you, you fuck off, right? Privacy. So why, why does it matter? Uh, because the people who are saying, you know, you shouldn't be using two of are people who are basically saying, we want the government and the military intelligence agencies to be able to completely fingerprint and surveil everything you do. So if you, if you don't go on that line, fucking good luck. You can go and live in that panopticon world if you want to, but not me. So that's where my position stands. 
It is true that these issues do seem a little paltry in the face of something like a genocide. However, this is what we strive for, is it not? A society where people have a freedom to interact and not be completely surveilled by their governments all the time. Hmm? So the, like the first phase of this bullshittery with genocide was us or humans going, you've got to be kidding me, this is horrific. And meanwhile, the political, political, geopolitical ideologues are pushing along, going, yeah, that's fine, we're just going to kill all the Palestinians anyway. And the funny thing is, it's, and hats off to Murray, Craig Murray, for identifying this, he's going, like, okay, why is nobody using the genocide convention? Which is the natural thing to ask, because clever guy and former diplomat. And what's happening now is it's just starting to become apparent to the people who weren't looking, i.e. the stupid ideologues, just how fucked up their position is. There were hints that they had some idea that this was going to be... Um, a Welcome back to Yes X or No Audio.